and welcome to your RAF Mildenhall Protestant Parish Podcast. We pray that today's message inspires and encourages your heart. Get ready for a life-changing word from the Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for your loving kindness. Lord, we thank you for allowing us to see another day, a day that was not promised, but by your mercy, your grace, and your faithfulness, you've allowed us to breathe the breath of life on today. We've heard the stories, Lord. We've seen the news. We've noticed that some did not make it to this Sunday morning. But by your grace and your mercy, along with your faithfulness, you've allowed us to breathe on today. So we dare not take it for granted. Father, there is someone here, someone under the sound of my voice, someone that may be watching, who is contemplating not being on this earth. Lord, we pray, God that your Holy Spirit would arrest them now. That your spirit would rest, rule, and abide now. There's someone here that is close to throwing in the towel, that's tired of the vicissitudes of life. There's someone here that said, I'm going to church one more time. There's someone here that is ready to end their marriage. There's someone here that is ready to leave their home. Lord, we pray now, God, that your spirit would arrest them now. Every assignment that the enemy has to discourage them is canceled in the name of Jesus. We dare not take this time for granted. The songs that were sang were awesome. The prayers that were rendered were great. The testimonies given the announcements given, but Lord, your word says heaven and earth will pass away, but your word will remain. God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for those that make up this congregation, God. We thank you for their smile and just merely their presence. We thank you, God, for all that you are, all that you've been, and all that you're being right now. Lord, we just want to say thank you. Now, Lord, forgive us for our sins. Write us for our wrongs. Fix every and any condition according to your way, according to your will, according to your purpose, and according to your plan. And when, Lord, you do these things, we will be careful in how we glorify you in treating one another. We give you the honor. And we give you the praise. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen. You have to forgive me. I forgot that y'all were all here at that moment. <laughs> oh, man, when I was praying, I was just, it wasn't a methodical prayer, but rather a heartfelt prayer. Uh, I'm so grateful to uh, be in the land of the living and in the company of the committed. 
I uh, give an honor to God who's led in my life, to the wonderful uh, leaders of this house, to everyone that is in their respective places, their, their, their ministry, to all of you who make up the Milden Hall Chapel community. I bless God for you all. To my lovely wife, thank you, sweetheart, for blessing us with the gift that God has given you. To my daughter, wherever she is, as I always state, she's somewhere uh, probably singing a song that I now can't stand. You know, for all my, let's talk a little bit. For all my people that have children, your child ever sing a song so much that you just start hating the song, right? But then you find yourselves at the five ways actually singing the song. Yeah, that's me. That's me. I, I, I uh, pull up next to a couple people looking at me, looking at me, and I'm, I'm doing the motions and everything. Old McDonald had a farm, and I'm, you know, window down and everything. I don't, I don't care. It, it, it happens. Uh, you know, this little light of mine, all of that business. But uh, let's go to our text. How about that? Let's go to our text. I, uh, I, uh, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to just have a conversation, to converse with you all. Uh, if you would turn your Bibles or flip open your iPad 12s or your iPhone 36s, whatever they got now. I'm a dinosaur. I got an iPhone 10 over there in my bag, and it's going to stay a 10 until it, Kick the bucket. Uh, Lamentations 3, 22 and 23, verses 22 and 23. The book of Lamentations 3, verses 22 and 23. I hear some pages flapping. I know Lamentations is not a, you know, a chapter we frequent. So so I hear it flapping. I love to to hear that sound. Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. Uh, They are new every morning. Somebody say every morning. Say it like you believe it. Every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. I'm going to say it again. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions Fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Uh, If I had to pick a title for this particular message or sermon, it would be the faithfulness of God. The faithfulness of God. Of God, as I take a page from Chaplain Winford's uh, message uh, last week, I want to take—I want you all just to take—indulge me, if you will. I want you to take a few seconds to look at the outline of your life, to look at all that has brought you to this very moment. And I want you to think about how faithful God has been. 
Go ahead. Take, just take a few seconds. I want you to actually do it. If you need to close your eyes, if you need to, uh, uh, whatever you need to do, just think about where God has brought you from. Think about where you are at this moment. Think about the things that you've prayed for that God has answered. Think about the things that you pray for that God is going to answer. And I want you to think about the faithfulness of God. And I believe that we all can come to one conclusion is that God has been faithful. I just believe in my heart that God is a faithful God and that whatever God says he'll do, God will. Amen? Uh, see, when you make the statement God will, three quick points with that. The first thing is it's not a cliche. See, it's easy to say things that sound good. But the, but the words God will, it's not a cliche. But rather, it should be our mantra. The word mantra is defined as a statement or slogan that is repeated frequently. It should be our Mantra, if we look back at all that God has done for us, it should automatically come out, or we, we should repeat it frequently and say simply, God will. Somebody say, God will. The second, the second point is the reason why we should be able to say God will is because we walk by faith and not by what? And not by sight. We got some Bible readers in here. We walk by faith and not by sight. And since that's the case, even though we don't see the promise yet, we can declare the mantra, two words, what are they? God will. The third point is some of us, if not most of us, probably all of us, Know and have seen what God can do. And so the mantra should be said repeatedly, God will. Amen? One thing I have come to know and learn is that we serve a faithful God. I don't know about you, but I know God for myself. It now, y'all got to forgive me because as I was going over this message, I started getting a little preachy. Nobody understands what that means. That old Pentecostal preacher started coming out. And so I'm going to do my best not to do that. But, but if, if I get excited and I start to breathe a little bit, nobody go get the, 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 the machine and try to hook me up. Uh, I know we got some, some EMS folks in here. Don't, don't do that. I, I, I'm going to be all right. Because God will. I know we got some nurses in here. I'm just, I, I, yeah. But as I begin to get excited about this message, I begin to preach this message to myself. See, a poor man won't praise in his own pond. I'm telling you, uh, uh, if, if, if the cooking ain't good to you, don't expect the cooking to be good to nobody else. Amen? And so if I breathe a little hard, I'm going to be all right. But I don't know about you, but I know God for myself. Uh, I'm sure you've got an awesome uh, testimony, but I've heard the songwriters say, you don't know like I know uh, what the Lord has done for me. I'm talking about the faithfulness of God. See, we, we serve a God that is aware of you. 
He is aware of everything that concerns you. He is aware of your issue. He is aware of your problem. He's aware of your circumstance. He is aware of your situation. He is aware of every one of us. What are you asking, preacher? Uh, uh, well, I'm glad you asked. What I'm saying is that God knows what you need. He knows who needs it and where it is needed. He knows why you need it and who he is going to send to give it to you. There used to be a song that would encourage us that say, he may not come when you want him to, but he's always on time. I'm talking about uh, the faithfulness of God. Somebody say, great is this faithfulness. I, 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 I'm not talking about man's faithfulness. Excuse me while I do a lot of a little dichotomy here as I dichotomize the, 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 the sermon. If dichotomize is a word, I'm using it right now. And if it's not, forgive me. But uh, see, man's faithfulness will have you lost. Uh, but God's faithfulness found me while I was in my sin. Uh, man's faithfulness will sometimes leave you sad. But God's faithfulness, uh, there is fullness of joy. Man's faithfulness will leave you hungry, but God's faithfulness says that if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, that you will uh, be filled. Man's faithfulness will leave you thirsty, but God's faithfulness says that thou hast anointed my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Also, he that believeth on me shall never thirst again. Man's faithfulness will leave you weary and worn, uh, but God's faithfulness says in Matthew 11, 28, come unto me, all that are burdened and laden, and I will give you rest. Man's faithfulness will turn his back on you when you fall into sin, but God's faithfulness is married to the backslider. Man's faithfulness says that you will always struggle with that addiction or you will always struggle with that issue. But God's faithfulness says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, then thou should be saved. It's because of God's faithfulness that even though I may not be perfect, even though I may doubt, Sometimes, even though I still struggle with some things, because I confessed and because I believe I'm saved right now. Somebody say I'm saved right now. It's God's faithfulness toward me that allowed his son to be beaten, battered, and bruised for me. For I heard the Bible say that God commendeth his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. For us, God's faithfulness is evident in Isaiah 53, 10, when it says, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul as an offering for sin. God is so faithful. It's God's faithfulness that supplies our every need. It's God's faithfulness that divinely protects me. I wish I had just one witness. I'm, I'm talking about the faithfulness of God. Man's faithfulness is flawed. How are we going to say that we are faithful to God and we can't be faithful to the things of God concerning God's or the thing that God has commanded us to do? Turn to your neighbor and tell him if the shoe fits, wear it. Go ahead, tell him if the shoe fits, wear it. We cannot say 
that we are faithful to God and can't be faithful to his people. Ah, we love one another. We need to love one another. Ah, we need to pray for one another. We need to at least speak to one another. How does someone make it from the car to the pew and nobody speak to them? One thing I love about the Mildenhall Chapel is that there is always somebody somewhere doing something. This is a wonderful community. I'm talking about the faithfulness of God, though. Look at the person and say, I want to be like you when I grow up. Uh, tell them, I want to be like you when I grow up. Amen. Uh, as I go to my text now, the first part of the text says it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. And it's not because we have been so good that we are not consumed. I got some news for you. Your righteousness, as the word says, is of filthy rags because Jesus Christ is our righteousness. Nothing we can do can earn us a spot into heaven. I'm going to say it again. There's nothing that we can do that can earn us a spot into heaven. Just because you work in the church, just because you come to church on Sunday, just because you say your grace before you eat, because you, it does not mean you earned a place into heaven. I don't know about you, but I need the mercy of God. I, need, I don't need the world's justice, but I need God's mercy. God should have been tired of me a long time ago. But the Lord had mercy on me. When all else fails, you realize you need the mercy of God. When you pray till you can't pray anymore, you need God's mercy. It doesn't matter if someone spent years in a prison cell or if you've never been in trouble. You need the same mercy. Uh, we serve a God that will give you mercy because his compassions fail not. Uh, they are new every morning. I don't know about you, but I need new mercy every morning. If you need new mercy every morning, why don't you wave your hand and say, thank you, Lord, for new mercy. Come on. Thank you, Lord, for new mercy. Uh, 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 the easiest way to receive the potent mercy of God. If he gives you new mercy every morning, your cup should need to be filled by his mercy. Uh, but in order for, to have an empty cup to be filled by his mercy in the morning, the previous day, you need to give as much mercy as you can the day before. So that your cup can be filled with God's mercy. Because great is his faithfulness. I'm on my way. I'm on my way home. Well, I'm on my way. I'm on my way home. Uh, when I don't know what to do is right. Uh, I need God's mercy because great is his faithfulness. Come on, praise team. When my back is against the wall and I depend on myself, great is his faithfulness. When I call on him only in the bad times, Great is his faithfulness. Uh, when my so-called friends turn their back on me, uh, great is the Lord's faithfulness. When I don't pray like I should, when I don't fast like I should, when I don't witness like I should witness, great is his faithfulness. 
Uh, when I don't act like I should act, great is his faithfulness. When I try to give up or throw in the towel, great is his faithfulness. When I don't operate in my ministry like I should, great is his faithfulness. When I don't handle my money like I should, great is his faithfulness. When I don't study the word of God like I should, great is his faithfulness. I don't know about you, but I need his mercy every morning. Somebody say, great is, come on, great is his faithfulness. Great is, make it your mantra, his faithfulness. Great is his faithfulness. Put your hands together. We must understand that the one who created the heavens and the earth, the one who breathed the breath of life into man, created male and female, created he them. This is the same God that is for you. It's the same God that you pray to. There is no thing, the Bible says it like that, there is no thing that is too hard for God. There is no thing. As I was in the back preparing, um, doing last minute preparations, me and uh, Brother Larry were, were having a conversation. And, and he, he asked me what I did now. And, and I told him, I'm one of the supervisors over at the Military Family Readiness Center. And when I told him what my grade was, he almost came up off the floor and, and, and he was excited. He was excited and he said, pretty much paraphrasing, look at what God can do. What he does not know is my story. See, when I talk about the faithfulness of God, as I take a page from Chaplain Winford's book, 2005, I spent four months in a homeless shelter. I started college while in the homeless shelter. I remember getting up at 4.30 in the morning and the only light that was available for me to do anything was in the bathroom. Me and 79 other men, 40 sets of bunk beds, lived in that homeless shelter. And I would wake up at 4.30 in the morning and I would go and sit on the top part of a chair and put my feet in the seat of a chair and I would read my Bible. My mother sent me a Bible while I was in the homeless shelter. She was in Philly. I was in Colorado Springs. And I would read my word. And when I started school, I would do homework. The lights didn't cut on until 530. So when 530 lights cut on, I started prepping for the day. Walking a half mile down to the downtown studio campus in Colorado Springs in the wintertime with a duffel bag full of stuff. But I also remember eight years later being in Arizona at my master's degree graduation and have been married for about seven months. And so sometimes when I'm here and I'm sitting down or standing at the mirror in the bathroom, I look over at the tub. The size of a standard tub is five feet, five feet long. The size of my bed was five and a half feet when I was in the homeless shelter, which means me being six foot, I couldn't even stretch all the way out to even sleep. But when I look at the tub, I think to myself, that used to be my space. 
That was the space where I spoke tongues for the first time, where I was filled with the Holy Spirit. And so now when I talk about the faithfulness of God, I can't help but recall all that God has done. Amen? So whatever it is you are dealing with, if it's something your children are dealing with, if you've been praying for that spouse that he would find the Lord, if you've been praying for that family member that they, that they would come off the street, if you've been praying, do not give up on God because there is nothing that is too hard for the Lord. Amen? And there's so much more to that testimony I dare not talk about now. But trust and believe when I say that I understand the faithfulness of God. Amen. God bless you. We pray that you are inspired and encouraged today. Join us next week for another life-changing experience.